0: Uh, Welcome to Fearless with Jason Whitlock. I'm Jason Whitlock, your host. Happy Wednesday. Thank you for joining me. Awesome show for you today. Uh, As I told you, we're going to have part two on Charleston White. And we're going to invite some of our contributors in to uh, further explore some of the topics I talked about yesterday as related to Charleston White. I'm calling him Malcolm X-Rated or the Black Donald Trump. Hope you watched Listen to uh, yesterday's show. We're going to pick up on some of those themes and, and what I talked about, and whether his delivery clouds the message or is his delivery why his message is getting across. Uh, we're going to first bring on Alex Stein. Uh, you guys know primetime Stein. He's been on the show. He has a he's a blazed TV host. He's friends with Charleston White. I just want I'm a, I'm kind of new to the Charleston White experience. And so I wanted to talk to someone that actually knows Charleston White and has followed him a bit longer than I have. Uh, Before we bring in uh, TJ Moe and Shamika Michelle, a round of applause uh, in studio uh, with me here today. Uh, Before we go to Alex Stein, I just want to take care of one of our great sponsors, uh, Samaritan Ministries. This is the time of year many of us are thinking about how we're going to pay our families medical bills in 2024 before making a final decision? Here are three things you should take a look at as it relates to healthcare sharing with Samaritan Ministries. One, you're part of a Christian community. When you have a medical need, fellow Samaritan members send money directly to you to help you pay your medical bills, and you'll do the same for them all while praying for and encouraging one another. Two, there are no networks, which puts you in control of your family's healthcare. You know what's for them, what's best for them, So you choose the doctors and hospitals you go to and have a say in the treatments they receive. Three, you set your start date. Join today and start healthcare sharing with Samaritan Ministries right now, or join today and choose what month you'd like to start. It's up to you. Whether it's a broken bone, cancer, pregnancy, or other medical emergencies, you'll find comfort knowing you're connected to 80,000 Christian households across the nation who stand ready to care for one another spiritually and financially during a time it's needed most and it could be more affordable than what you're paying now. Check it out now at SamaritanMinistries.org slash fearless. All right, so uh, I need you guys to uh, give me the five-star rating over Apple, uh, hit the likes over YouTube, and now let's welcome in the man that's on the grind all the time uh, to kind of set the foundation, give us some more context to Charleston White. Uh, Alex Stein, you're there. Welcome into the show. Welcome back to the show. Uh, Alex, I don't know how much of yesterday's show you got to see of mine in the conversation, but I'm new to Charleston White. And and so I've seen his videos, but I really hadn't looked into him. Then I see this Cam Newton in it. Interview is three hours. And I'm like, holy cow. This is why Alex Stein was reaching out to me a month ago saying, hey, you need to hop on the Charleston White bandwagon. Anyway, walk us through a little bit of Charleston's history that goes beyond a little bit of what he explored in the Cam Newton deal. He's some sort of comedian. Is is this all serious? Is it a mix of serious and play? Anyway, help me understand Charleston White.
1: Well, I mean, you know, it's going to take a lot more than a 15 minute interview. He's a very complicated and complex individual. But let me tell you something. He's much more than a comedian. He's a uh, activist. I mean, he's a guy that has had a lot of trials and tribulations. And I'm not here to just try to white knight for Charleston. I'm saying he actually has. You know, he went to jail for murder as a young kid. So he saw, you know, what it was like to be institutionalized. And uh, he realized that that's not good for. The black youth of America, and he started speaking out against it, and he has a very uh, weird approach, but he said it best to Cam. You know, Nobody was listening when he was going to the city council meetings and speaking seriously. Nobody listened to him. Similar to my situation. Nobody listened to me when I was uh, speaking out against COVID stuff. But then when I started saying, you know, Dr. Fauci, give me that ouchie, and I'm not trying to say we did the same thing, but, but he is the master culture jammer. He takes the worst parts of black culture and jams it in people's faces and calls people out for it, and he takes the best parts, too, and he puts in people's faces and he calls out people like Deion Sanders, you know, and uh, and Charles really is a lot more brilliant than people give him credit for it, and Listen, at the end of the day, is Charleston White perfect? Is he the best role model? I mean, no, but he's not afraid to speak his mind. I'm saying, you know, more people should be like Charleston. Uh, You know, I I don't think Charleston would tell you that anybody should go to jail for murder and have to go through a lot of the stuff that he did. But listen, I met Charleston's daughter. She loves him. He's involved in his daughter's life. Uh, I know that he's a good father. I know that uh, he's a family man. So, For me, I got to say a lot of positive stuff. And not only is Charleston White friends with me, my dad loves Charleston White. We were watching Charleston White videos two years ago when he really started to come in on the scene. And since he's here in Dallas, we just we reached out to him. And before I ever had him on the show and stuff, we used to talk to Charleston. So he's a real deal. He he's 125 pounds, but he acts like he's 500 pounds. And that's why he's such a badass.
0: And so you started watching videos two years ago what were these videos about 2 years ago and and help well, me understand that cuz
1: He's a legend. He snitches on everybody. And he said it's cool to snitch. That was a thing that made him very viral because uh, he was saying, hey, listen, I don't like the dope man making all this money and not giving back to the community. He's keeping all the money. He's not helping. And really, he's getting kids hooked on drugs. So he would snitch on people. He would snitch on rappers that he knew that had murder cases. So, you know, Charleston White has had a a lot of people that want to take him out. So that's really what got him on the scene. He was kind of uh, pro snitching only because he thought that was is, you know the right thing to do. And listen, there was a video on the internet. And I got to send you this clip. It's so funny. He's talking. I forget to which which rapper he's talking to, but he's like, "Man, you can't be a snitch." He's like, "Call your grandmother right now and ask your grandmother if her neighbor was selling drugs. Would she call the cops?" And he, the rapper, calls his grandmother. And she's like, "Yeah, the neighbor was selling drugs. I would call the cops." My, I mean, Charleston comes from a different culture. A lot of these kids are raised by their grandparents. Charleston comes from that kind of culture because I believe he was raised by his. So you know, he has a little more. Uh, Um, respect for law than uh, the young kids today. And that's the sad reality is that the drugs now, the drug culture, the glamorization of OnlyFans, sex, drugs, it's only getting more, uh, you know, deviant in my opinion.
0: So he did things similar to you, though, too, in terms of going to city council meetings and, and kind of the same kind of viral moments you were having. He was doing that as well.
1: Yeah. And he would go speak at youth meetings and tell kids, you know, about how, you know, almost scared straight programs where kids would have issues, you know, they'd be troubled individuals. They might got a, you know, misdemeanor or something as a child. And they go to those programs and Charleston, why would be one of the speakers that would say, well, I went to jail. You guys can turn your life around. So he's been doing his political activism, community activism for a long time. And uh, I, I think when he was on that podcast, it was very telling. He said, well, you know, until I started speaking so brashly, nobody paid attention, and and he has a point. You have to say, um, you have to say these things, these salacious things. Donald Trump does it, like you said. You called him the black Donald Trump. I love that description. Uh, I mean, I no offense to Charleston, he's not as smart as Donald Trump, but uh, he is. He has the bravado of Trump for sure, and I think that's what makes him really cool. But if you meet Charleston really in person, like when you meet him, he's actually pretty down to earth. Like he's not, you know, he he likes when the camera's on. He likes to go live and, you know, amp it up. But really, he's like a nice guy that just kind of wants to relax and chill and, uh, you know, get along to go along type guy. So the, the
0: Charleston we saw during that Cam Newton interview, that was animated and loud and boisterous. That's not the same guy when you're Sitting with him at lunch or in your office or at each other's is it, different in person,
1: yeah. I mean, he you know, he kind of tones it down a little, bit. he still always has that swag, I would say. but but, you know, it, it's this is what I like about him, though. He says when everybody, you know, he's just like you. When everybody was kissing Deion Sanders' derriere, you know, he spoke out against how he alienated those kids in Jackson, Mississippi, and uh, talks about how Deion, because he knows Deion when Deion lived in Dallas. Deion lived in Las Colinas, wasn't nice to the fans. If you ask Deion or Emmett Smith, and Michael Irvin is actually nice. He's the only one of Emmett or Deion that, uh, you know, if you ever ask for a picture, they'd give you one. Those are the type of guys they are, and I know that's annoying. I'm not a celebrity Ever, but I would always take a picture if anybody ever asked me, and those are the type of guys. Deion Sanders, the type of guy, I'd be like, no. And uh, Charleston White spoke out against that because I think a lot of people have had those same stories. And so Charleston White has known Dion before when he was playing here in Irving, Texas, at Texas Stadium, and uh, you know after he left the Forty ers so I think we've always known that Dion always left. And, you know, this, you ever talk about this, Jason? He always went to his rival. He left, the, you know, Atlanta to go to San Francisco, their division rival. San Francisco to Dallas, their rival. Dallas to Washington, their rival. Then Washington to Baltimore, their, you know, in-city rival, basically. He always, he's always a jumping ship. So he, he called that out about Dion a long time ago.
2: Alex,
0: people have emailed me or contacted me and said, "Hey, be careful, Jason. You know, Charleston White has made comments about uh, raping women.
1: Oh yeah, is, yeah. Is, is 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 that accurate? Is well, is, listen, is, is that listen. jokes? <laughs> is he being sarcastic? What?" Yeah. Well, 100 percent he's being sarcastic. But listen, I'll be honest with you right now. I'm going to say that this is the now the bad stuff about Charleston White. I've been gassing him up. I'll give you the real stuff. He has said some stuff about Asian. But, you know, in the black community, there's so much Asian. And uh, from the 90s, from Rodney King, there has always been kind of a weird, I don't know, animosity between Asians and African-Americans. So he kind of leans into that. So I don't believe he hates Asians. If you ask him, he's told me he doesn't hate Asians. But sometimes what I call it he does is called code switching. And that's when you kind of switch. Like if you're around a bunch of gangster people, you want to act extra gangster. If he's around a bunch of, us, uh, you know political, uh, you know, uh, kind of elite type people, he kind of switches his code. So that's the problem, is that sometimes he does it for dramatic effect. Now, do I think Charleston White is a rapist? No way. I do think he's made some very, you know, off-color statements and he'll tell you that it's real and he'll but he's he is playing a character because he has another character he calls Chicken shite Charlie And I don't want to say it because you know I know you don't like it When we cuss on your program um, uh, And that's his kind of Racist black character so The same reason that you and I like Howard Stern When he would have uh, the KKK Daniel Carver on his show he's doing It to culture jam to lampoon Crazy ideas now whether he actually Hates Chinese people or not I know for a fact that he doesn't I mean I've asked him that in person But as he said some bad stuff about Asians Yes and to be honest he said some bad stuff About Israel but it's not, I've never heard him say anything. Anything worse than what these Harvard students are saying about Israel. So if they can say it, then Charleston White should be able to say whatever he wants, whether you believe him or not. And uh, you don't have to believe everything Charleston says. You know, not, He's not right about 100%, but he's right about a lot of stuff.
0: Alex, thank you so much. I'm going to let you enjoy your fireplace. Just starts roasting by an open fire.
1: Thank you, and Jason. Always a pleasure.
0: All right, thank you, uh, Alex. Thank you, uh, great job. I, I, I needed that context, and I'm gonna get more. I've, I've communicated with Charleston, and hopefully, in the next week or two, we'll get Charleston on the show. Hopefully, that's my hope. Uh, before I bring Shamika and uh, TJ into the uh, conversation, I do want to tell you guys about uh, how you can make some money this weekend with prize picks. Are you testing your skills on prize picks this football season? It's the most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. If you have the skills, you can turn $10 into $250 with just a few taps. Prize Picks is really simple to play. You can make your picks and submit your entry in less than 60 seconds. Quick withdrawals, easy gameplay, an enormous selection of players and stat types are what make Prize Picks the number one daily fantasy sports app. My mom, Mama Whitlock, sent me her prize picks for uh, this Sunday's NFL games. Devontae Adams, the former Packer receiver, uh, now, Oakland Raider or Las Vegas Raider, I'm sorry, over 68 and a half uh, receiving yards versus the Vikings. Lamar Jackson, the quarterback, more than 200 and a half, 202 and a half passing yards versus the Rams. And Christian McCaffrey, my MVP favorite, more than 80 and a half rushing yards versus Seattle. Go to Prizepicks.com/slash/fearless. Use the promo code Fearless for a first deposit match up to $100. That's Prizepicks.com/slash/fearless. Use the code Fearless. Price Picks, daily fantasy sports made easy. All right, uh, TJ, Shamika, we'll go ladies first here. What's your take on uh, Charleston White and the conversation we had yesterday on the show?
3: So I like Charleston. Um, I've liked him for a couple years now, I think, because I had someone who would constantly send me video clips of him. Now, like Alex was saying, I don't think that I agree with every single thing he says because I've seen some clips that are um, a bit shocking, but I don't have the full context of them to say, you know, how he feels about Asians or Israel or I don't really know that. But when he talks about the black family or about men and the the matriarchy kind of taking over the black community and how it's had a negative effect. I completely agree with him. And his cursing has never bothered me. I know that was part of what he talked about with uh, Cam Newton. And it's simply because when I think about cursing, like I can't stand when people say stuff like, if it wasn't for bad luck, I wouldn't have uh, any luck at all. Or when it rains, it pours. Or "You know, if it ain't one thing, it's another. I can't stand when I hear people say stuff like that. I was talking to a guy recently and he was telling me about a family member that wasn't feeling well, and he said, she just needs to be tested for cancer. And I was thinking, gosh, you know, why would you say that? Even if you feel that way, why bring it to me? I'm not God, pray about it and speak life. So I've never really been moved on four letter, the four letter words, people get their panties in a bunch over. I look at cursing differently. And so when I hear Charleston talk, it's just never bothered me. I've appreciated his just straight, blunt, no hose bar delivery.
0: It, it probably limits him. Take someone like me who's two years late getting on board. All I would see was the clips, and the clips would be profane, and I couldn't figure out, like, is this a gimmick? Is it? And literally I thought it was like a character that he created just to draw internet. So I never took him seriously. Mm-hmm. And so it took this Cam Newton interview for me to like, okay, well, let me see what this is guy's talking about. And, and so the, the language I get, just could be off-putting mm-hmm. and limits it. But, but there was part of me and TJ, I know TJ disagrees or, and again, I don't know what side I come down on, but I, his argument like that, hey, man, in order to communicate to these young people I'm trying to reach, I got to talk their language.
2: I get why, I'm not saying I agree, but I get why he reached that conclusion. Well, to your original point, this is a character that he created to get attention. He was honest about that. He said, I used to be this way, nobody listened to me. So now you got an ignorant dude out here talking like this, and guess who's hearing me? All of you. And I'm sitting here, and he had 2.5 million views on Cam Newton's podcast. So uh, I get what he's doing. Um, I also... I'm not really in the habit from taking advice from a guy who says, yeah, yeah, I'm spiritual, but I don't read none of those books or nothing, which is what he said on the podcast. And I, I, for some reason, just don't think this is what Paul was talking about when he said, I became all things to all people, when he told us that in 1 Corinthians. Um, Let me stop you there though. The reason
0: that doesn't bother me as much is because he's not trying to be Paul. He's not, he says clearly, I'm not a Christian. Uh, he, he's not trying to walk the same walk as you and I. And He's very clear about that, so I don't hold him to that standard. Well,
2: you don't have to hold him to that standard. God does. No, no, I get it. I'm not God, though. Okay, but we're supposed to be looking at things through the lens of what God wants. And so that's where I am. It's like, just because you... now. Do I think he's a hypocrite? No, and maybe that's where you're saying, look, he's not a hypocrite, so I'm gonna judge him differently. I'm saying I don't care if he's a hypocrite. I'm I'm judging the guy based on God's morality that he has passed down to us. And so, what he's saying is, these young people can't hear me unless I talk so crazy that virtually nobody else can hear me. So I'm just trying to talk to the young people. So he's now getting in with, the young people and trying to teach them a couple lessons here and there and change their thoughts all while co-signing acting crazy. And that I don't agree with. You're saying I'm going to act crazier than all of you so you can hear what I'm saying and teach you a speck of a lesson here and there. Go ahead, Tamita.
3: What do you mean when you say acting crazy? Do you mean like act? acting out, like doing stuff that he shouldn't do, or do you mean just in the way that he...
2: Delivery, I don't know his life. I just know some of what we've talked about here. I I have no idea what he's done other than he's gone to jail, and you know, he also says, he he sat up and defended that he should be able to beat women because that's what, wouldn't you spank your child? I should be able to spank my woman, right? And so, I, I don't know nothing about his actual life. I'm just telling you, his delivery and the things that he at least acts like he stands for, it's crazy. I get
0: why that's concerning. The, the only, and it'll be interesting hearing from Delano here in a second and from Anthony and Virgil. It, and I hate to, I just got to be real. I, I TJ, as a black person, I'm so desperate for young play, black people to be reached. And even if it's just a speck of knowledge, a speck of wisdom, I want them to receive a speck of wisdom and knowledge. And I, I i guess I've reached the point, I don't care how they get that speck. And and as long as they get that speck, because that speck may lead them here to where I can give them a different version, an elevated version, a biblical version of, because I, I listened to him talk about, you know, he's he's, he doesn't know the word, he's connected to the spiritual side, and eventually, if we can get any of that audience over here, we can tell them about the importance of the word, and, and that that's the, how you really unlock the spiritual gifts and the spiritual things that uh, Charleston's saying he, he, he's getting, but, and so it may just be my desperation that I'm just like, I, and, 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 and again, I, I am someone like, my problem with Dion is he's claiming to be a Christian, and claiming to set a Christian example, and so I'm much more critical of him. Charleston White is saying, I like to hang in strip clubs, I like messing around with shady women, uh, I run around with some shady people, uh, and here's common sense solutions. It, it's, to me, he sounds like a guy that has sat in jail and listen to everybody's excuses, and say, nah, I'm gonna tell you what the real problem is. That all You gonna blame the white man? Nah, man, it's your broken down family. It's our broken down family that's the real deal. And <clears throat> so, I, I guess I'm grading him on a curve, and and it's why, it's it, I have, secu- or I had, but they're not friends with me anymore, I still love them and still will be I got friends who were atheists and very secular. Sure. still. Love and respect them. Tell me this though.
2: Do you believe someone can possess real wisdom without reading the word? Real wisdom without reading the word. I
0: think wisdom comes from the Bible and the more you know of the Bible, the more wise you become,
2: no question. Can you have some wisdom without biblical knowledge? Yes. Is that wisdom or do you just happen to stumble into being right about a couple of things we agree with? And meanwhile, we're making him somebody, we're not doing it, but because of his delivery and he, he now has become perhaps a leader in that community. And I want him nowhere near leadership with the things that he's saying. He's got a couple things right and he's got the vast majority of everything wrong. And he said on that podcast, I've been doing this for 12 years, you can't tell me nothing. I'm not listening to that dude.
3: I think that's if you believe that the Bible or Christianity is supreme, because there are people who don't believe that. And if, I mean, Malcolm X was a Muslim. He didn't agree with all our, our, you know, the views on Christianity, but he was a great leader. So I do think that you can have wisdom uh, without it being exactly what, you know we may say, "Oh, the Bible is you know the absolute if it's not biblical, then it's not right, but you have so many other people that come to great wisdom without that and become great leaders, and you have so many people that don't think the bible is 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 supreme
2: sure, but we do and that so this conversation's amongst us and what we think about him
3: so then you wouldn't be able to receive um Charleston, like you said, as hey, I'm gonna listen to him and tap. What I'm saying into I don't want them to say. listen to him
2: because, in my view, what he's bringing—the baggage that he's bringing along with these specks of things that he's right about—because I don't think he's got wisdom. It's not worth it. It's a bad trade-off. I,
3: I can't say that because then I, I would have to that. exile all of the other leaders that we esteem, like Malcolm X, like Muhammad Ali, who weren't Christians but had a lot to offer and give to people to lead them in the right direction.
2: But do, do we all agree that this, this life is temporary? And so whatever small things we have right or, or wrong here are, are. It, I hear your point. The only thing that I think you're
0: missing, and this is the, and we may be in error, in our desperation, but, but for me, I have family members, who live in environments that are infested with kids with no wisdom, no guidance, no set of values. And, and so family members that are trying to raise kids in this environment, they're affected by this environment. And so what is basically arguing is like, would you want those kids in that community that may live around the corner from your mama, your auntie, your cousins, blah blah. blah would you want them following Malcolm X's wisdom, or no wisdom at all? And 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 because I've had this situation with uh, members of my family. And I, I'm my a lot of my family watches the show, and so I I, I don't want to out him. But you know, I had a relative who joined the Nation of Islam, and, and lived the best version of herself while in the Nation of Islam. And I loved it, and I defended it, and, and argued with my family about, y'all complaining, when she was strung out on drugs, when she was dealing drugs, when she was doing a lot of other, like, really illicit stuff, y'all was cool with that, or, or that was more acceptable than her being a Muslim, I was like, it ain't my cup of tea, it's not the religion I would choose, and it's not what I hope she lands, but man, this is certainly a better version of her, and I, I love it, and so I'm just gonna support it and hope it's, her wisdom just increases and she'll return to Christianity
2: with a new set of values. And so, look, you guys got more experience with people like that than I do in my life, so I'm, you know, I'm speaking, I would say, more in theory and hopefully from a, a, just my reading of scripture, but. Um, that feels like desperation to me. Oh, it's desperation. And it feels short-sighted. <laughs> the reason it feels short-sighted is because our life here, you average, you're a woman, you average 82 years, and then you got eternity. And for me to be happy about the 30 nice years you live to send you to hell, you're not going to get me to sign off on that.
0: Gotcha. You're not, I'm spending Thanksgiving and, you know, a lot of holidays and a lot of going, when I go home, I got to deal with them. And when they're not in crisis... When they're not like, man, you know, Jason, can I get 2,000 bucks for this? Or when they're not, well, I got a court date in two weeks because I got busted with a pound of coke in my trunk. When they're, <laughs> and, and, and I'm looking at my family members cry over that as opposed to, hey, I'm a Muslim and I don't
2: eat pork. Uh, and that, oh, you don't eat pork? <laughs> I'd rather argue with him about that. Okay, but <laughs> do we think that's selfish? Seriously, because I mean, we've yeah. talked a lot about If we're called to have an eternal perspective, and I think we are, then I would rather have somebody come to my Thanksgiving dinner, which has never happened to me again. I'm speaking in theory. Yeah. Strung out on drugs every year and then get to the last day of their life like the thief on the cross who said, I'm with you, and I'll see them in heaven forever. Why
0: can't they be yeah. strung out on Islam? and then on their last day, convert to Christianity and I'll see them in heaven, I'd rather have them, I guess what I'm arguing, and this is in real time, I haven't thought of it throughout, I'd rather have them strung out on the drug of Islam and make that conversion than crack cocaine. Yeah. You you haven't dealt with family members with a crack problem. Yeah,
3: I, it will I would bring you to
0: your that. knees. It will yeah.
3: bring
2: you to your, it'll bring your whole family. I got it. we're thinking about us. I I agree. We're thinking about (laughs) us, not them. Because if during those 30 years, you could still be a Christian doing the wrong stuff. But if you're a Muslim doing the right stuff, that's a much worse eternal problem.
3: If that is your belief that eternally, you have to be a Christian in order and that should be your belief that this is supreme and this is the way it should be. But having someone who um, my my oldest uncle was strung out on crack, he was murdered. I would trade that any day for him being a Muslim and coming to my house and saying, oh, you know, you can't have pork, blah, 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 blah. And I don't know what his eternity is because I don't know what his last few moments were. He was raised in the church, but I would trade that any day for how he actually lived his life—being strung out on drugs, having HIV. Um, you know, I would have rather seen him in a bow tie pushing a bean pie. I would give that any day.
0: I think it's
2: easier to convert a Muslim to Christ than a crackhead. Disagree, wholeheartedly. Because Muslims have their own set of values and a book and a God that they think they're speaking to. They don't need a solution. Crackheads need a solution. Both need a solution. Got it, they don't think they do. Crackheads, they're like, I need some more crack and eventually this is gonna kill me. And a lot of crackheads end up in rehab and find Christianity. I bet if you went and looked right now, Muslim is a way faster growing religion than Christianity. They're not converting our way. And and this is where I give Charleston White a lot of credit.
0: I think that's our failure. And where he started, when that Cam Newton conversation, and was like, uh, here's Malcolm X. This dude went home to his hotel and called his wife and prayed. And here's Martin Luther King. He went to his hotel, and it was on. It, it was a... Yep. Strip club and blah, blah, you know, he's a hypocritical Christian. And, and that's, we're losing people because of how phony we're living in real
2: life. And, and I said that about Charleston, though, who just said he made up this whole character so people could, this isn't him. He's not claiming any religion, though. He's not telling you. But look, this, this is the Joe Rogan argument. Just because he doesn't believe in God doesn't mean there's no God. I'm not grading him different as though there's no God just because he doesn't believe in something that is obviously existing.
3: He didn't say he didn't believe in God, though.
2: No, no, Rogan. Yeah, oh, okay. Rogan.
0: I'm just... I'm just holding him to a different standard. Uh, and maybe I'm wrong for that, and I'll have to give it some more thought. But I, I, I just... And again, it's not that I think they're any smarter or any, you know, particularly atheists. They're just lying. Uh, uh, hmm. You get Anthony and Virgil. They'll be here shortly. We'll get. I will, I, I got a little. I'm, I'm gonna move on to Delano because I'm gonna be proven right. But I want to take care of another one of our uh, great sponsors. I'm proven right about something else. Uh, I want to talk to you guys about uh, our great friends over at Preborn. You guys know I love preborn. You guys know we love preborn because preborn believes that life begins at conception and they support that belief uh, with a program and with help for expectant mothers that leads to expectant mothers who are considering abortion to make a different decision. Preborn provides expectant mothers ultrasounds. Once that woman hears that baby's heartbeat, she sees an image of that baby in the womb, she is more than twice as likely to choose life. Preborn then steps in, steps up, and provides that woman the support she needs to get through the pregnancy and to get through the first two years of that baby's life. Uh, more than 200 women make this choice every day, a miracle happens every day, and that's why we support pre-born, whether it's $28, $280, whatever it is you can give to pre-born, it goes to saving mothers' lives and support, babies' lives, and supporting the belief that life begins at conception. There's two ways to give pound two five zero, say the keyword baby, that's pound two five zero, say the keyword baby, or you can give the way that I like to get, preborn.com slash fearless, that's preborn.com slash fearless, this is part of our fearless mission, you guys know how much preborn means to me and to this show, we have to support them because one, it fits our worldview and our belief system, but two, it's part of a big major reason why we can do this show and do this show as honestly as we do and while we can have these type difficult conversations like we're having today, uh, please support Preborn. Uh, stay tuned. The Squires next.
3: It's my obligation, hate, discrimination, raising up your hands for freedom.
0: Jason Whitlock, previously on Fearless. Is my read on this right that, you know, MAGA and America First is having some success? Well, you know me,
4: I'm MAGA. I'm, you know, and MAGA stands for Make America Great Again. I don't know who wouldn't be for that. Actually, Barry Goldwater was for that. Um, Ronald Reagan was for that and President Trump. And when we put our country first, we already know it works. We have a stronger economy. And guess what? Everybody does better. So I remember back when Reagan was president and it was kind of the same thing was happening. It was the Reagan Republicans versus the Rockefeller type Republicans. And eventually he said, we're all Republicans and we got to come together. But it was very obvious that the party was going toward the Reagan Republicans. And it's very obvious that this party is moving toward America first because we've seen that it works. And we have a very
5: strong leader in President Trump.
0: All right, welcome back. Time for uh, Professor D. Delano Squires. Uh, Delano, we've got quite the debate going on here about uh, Charleston White, Malcolm Mm -hmm. X-rated, or Black Donald (laughs) Trump, uh, depending on which nickname you prefer. Uh, I'll start with a softball, or uh, not a softball, but just an easy question to unpack. Uh, Charleston White, net positive or net negative? Hmm. Um... I'll say net positive uh,
6: and and I'll give similar caveats that that you give um, because I think he is waking up a large segment of the black community to issues that have been dealt with and discussed by other people in much more um, academic and winsome tones and language. Um, But for whatever reason, people didn't want to hear and just rejected. Right. So some of the stuff he says about hip hop, E. Delores and Calvin Butts were saying in the mid '90s. Um, you know some of the stuff he says about you know other parts of, of black culture, other people, pastors and preachers have talked about, and even some of the things he's talking about now. He talked about, um, you know, in much more professorial sound and language. Right? He wasn't nearly as raw and cursing as much. Uh, but as he said to Cam Newton, when I was talking like that all the old time. You guys didn't want to listen to me, but now that I cuss and act a fool and act like an ignorant person, now you all want to take me seriously. So I, I think Ch- Charleston White is a type of person who can be effective in limited doses, um, providing a message that is specifically targeted to um, a subpopulation within a community. I, I don't think he, he cannot be a Malcolm X figure. Um Because he he just doesn't have you. You can't have that person leading an entire nation or an entire group. But what they can do is speak to specific people at a specific period of time.
0: Can't he be uh, a wind blowing the proper direction and someone that opens the door for People on this show and other people to come in from behind him and give a more detailed, uh, more intellectual explanation. And and just that's why I'm, you know, again, the guy's truly flawed and many of the flaws I know. I mean, I sat there and listened to him talk about Cam Newton and falling asleep in a strip club and all this other stuff. (laughs) I've been there. Uh, And 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 so. I just, I just think he can help people along in their journey. He, he's and and open people's mind to hear what maybe others are saying in a more professional way.
6: Well, I, I mean, is it possible? Sure, it's possible. Is it likely? No. Um, in the same way that s- some parents think that if you if you sneak veggies onto a plate full of um, sweet stuff, that eventually the kids will say, "Well." oh, the kids will transition to the vegetables. But, but when you, what you win them with is typically what you have to keep them with. So if people get accustomed to that and that type of language and that type of um, content, then anyone who comes in trying to, to push something that is, you know, a little bit more cleaned up, so to speak, I don't think it's going to get the same traction. So I, I don't... Because some of the very things that Carlson White says, and even in that, in that interview with Cam Newton it's the exact type of language um, that we talk about on this show, right? In many respects, he doesn't sound any different than a hip hop artist. If you're constantly referring to women as B's and H's and then going on top of that and saying, well, yeah, you, sometimes you gotta smack, smack them upside the head. I mean, just because he then comes back and says two or three good things that we, that we um, agree with, it, it's hard to have that person being out front because he has so many vulnerabilities um, that he would be picked apart. And, and even when he, when he talked about um, sort of the moral uprightness of Malcolm versus Martin, he said, even the FBI said, we don't have it. We, we can't, like Malcolm X come home and he talked to his wife. We can't pin anything on him. So uh, I, I do think that character matters when it comes to leadership. Um, and oftentimes you can only go as far as your character will take you and just your your content can take you places that your character cannot sustain you, and I think that's a large part of what we're talking about with this iteration of Charleston White.
0: That to me would be consistent, and it's why you know I call him Malcolm, Malcolm X rated or mm-hmm. Black Donald Trump, and the and the Black Donald Trump works because you're basically making the argument that people make against Donald Trump, which I think is a fair criticism. It's like, uh, you know, he's so raw that, you know, people aren't going to follow him for the long haul. I'm someone that says, nah, he's the kind of fighter we have to have in this moment. And and so, but what do you think of my analogy of him to Trump? And and it sound to me, you sound very consistent on this issue.
6: Yeah, I I, I mean, of the two, I like uh, Malcolm X rated. Uh, I never heard that one before. <laughs> uh, but I, I get I get the comparison to Trump, right? But there's there's raw and there's raw, right? There's Trump raw, and then there's Eddie Murphy raw. And Charleston White is is more in, on the Eddie Murphy side, where you can't you couldn't even. I mean, yes. Will Will Trump let uh, um, a salty word pass through his lips every once in a while? Sure. But you couldn't even, you had to warn the audience yesterday, look, if you typically watch this show, a family show with your kids, put them away for the next two hours, right? So y- it's hard to run an entire a, a five-minute Charleston White clip without liberal usage of, of seven-second delays and, and the bleep machine. So uh, I think, again, There are some people who who listen and can appreciate that type of content, and that's because that's how they speak. But when you want, when you're looking for somebody out on the center stage to to lead a specific group of people, I think you you need someone whose character can sustain them. Because and you notice, Jason, as much as anybody, people who do not want to engage your arguments will find all types of periphery issues to pick off and say, oh, this person made fun of my appearance, so forget his argument. This person speaks with certain language, so forget his argument. And I think Charleston White brings a lot of those things that make it easy for people to dismiss him and then we never get to take, you know, um, to, to actually engage his arguments.
3: Delana, what do you think about like one plants, another one waters and God brings the increase? Don't you think that or do you think that he plays a part in being able to put a good message out to black people because of the way that he feels about men being important, men being fathers and staying with their children? Like, I think that if he's speaking the same message in certain areas, we actually need that because we have so many people that um, you know, act as if a man isn't important or a man can just drop his seed and keep going. Whereas Charleston says, no, you need to be there to raise your kids. And so when I see him, that's the scripture that comes to mind that we all play a part. You know, we're, we're all on the same body, just different members. Like he has a, a part to play and it could be useful
6: i mean i I see I see what you're talking about Amiga. Um I think the the biblical sort of comparison falls falls a little short here because when you're talking about the body of christ that's that's one thing that's God's body that that he controls. the body politic is a little bit different, right because we and we've seen how this has worked in terms of hip hop there have been you know early on people say, oh well hip hop is a vehicle for telling the truths of the grittiness of urban America, and these guys are street journalists, um, and these guys are just reflecting what society is has given them. And we saw how quickly that morphed into, they went from, um, you know, journalism to materialism to now hypnotism, where these guys don't even live mm-hmm. in these neighborhoods anymore, but they sell you on trapping while they, set, they send their kids to college. And I only bring that up to say is that... Um, we, to your point, Shamiga, should be careful about the types of seed that we plant, the type of soil we put it in, and what it is that we water and give light to. Um, because, yeah, I, I, I can listen to Charleston White because, I mean, I have a high tolerance for all types of people. So he, he, his stuff doesn't bother me. I would never play it, you know, obviously in front of my kids. But there are there are going to be guys, I think, who... For instance, may latch on to his anti-matriarchy message, but then also said, "Yeah, this is my type of guy." He said his pastimes now, still to this day, is hanging out in the strip club and being around, you know, women of the night. So, and and what I'm saying is, if we want to clean up some of the issues in our community, all of that stuff has to be has to has to be cleared out. It can't just be get rid of the the, the feminists but leave the guys who aid or add to the exploitation of black women. So, so I, I, again, I think he can be useful. He's extremely funny. And I think that's one of the reasons that people gravitate towards him. Um, he's extremely funny. He, he, yeah, 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 When he starts getting on that thing, <laughs> and he, you know, and he got the Southern accent and all that. Um, but, I, but I think when he's talking to people like Cam, he can, he can open the eyes of a Cam Newton. Um, the eyes of people who are addicted to celebrity worship. Um, He can speak to people in ways and break through in similar ways as Kevin Samuels or Shaharazad Ali, Sharik. I know we've talked about her before in, in decades past, um, but it's just a matter of whether he can sustain that and whether he can rise to prominence sort of on a larger leadership level. Because one of the things, and I've, I've seen a lot of his videos, Charleston White says some crazy things about all types of people, about committing sexual assault against women of different ethnic groups, like crazy things. But I take it as this is a guy who is in one part trying to be sort of a, a, a street activist, but a large part of his shtick is trolling people because he understands that the trolling is what brings the views. And then when you bring the views and you look up a Charleston White video, he's also giving you some of the other, you know, knowledge that he's trying to drop.
3: Which is a good thing. <laughs> or it can be useful. Yeah. That's what I'm just, I'm just saying like. Yeah, it, it can be, yeah. yeah, it can be useful.
2: Yeah. It can be useful. I mean, look, and I know you didn't say this, I'm so, um, but the idea that Charleston White is somehow a gateway drug to Tony Evans is insane. And, and I realize <laughs> that's not totally what you're saying.
0: That's not what I'm yeah. saying.
2: Because if you listen to
0: yesterday's show, what I think he's a gateway drug is to Jason Whitlock. That, that's what I said. And maybe that's wrong. Mm. That is what I'm saying.
2: Yeah. Here's what I think is, is happening. Um, and Shmika, we can go into your thing. That's Paul in 1 Corinthians 3. And I think he's talking about Christianity, where you go plant the mm. seed of Christianity. And then somebody else comes in and waters it, and God makes himself grow within you. I don't know if that applies. Maybe it does. I could be off on that, but I don't know if that applies with these individual principles that we agree with, with Christianity. And I'm very careful with trying to give Christian principles into any community, white, mm. like black, it doesn't make a difference. Without the Christian, and that's what Charleston White is. He's a couple principles that I agree with without the actual Christianity. He says he's spiritual. He's a believer. But he don't read any books. And the Bible says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. Nobody comes to Father except through me, and that's Jesus talking. So if you're not in with Jesus, that's not Christianity. So if he's spiritual or wherever else he is, I, we're trying to take a couple of these principles we agree with and say, well, those would be good, right? And putting the face of a guy who doesn't believe any of it.
3: I think, though, you can uh, plant just principle, because the way that I feel about family, I got from a Muslim woman. Shahrazad mm. Ali is Muslim. I didn't get that from a Christian woman. Christian women told me, oh, I don't see how you can let your husband, you know, control the money. Or I don't see how you can stay home and uh, take care of the kids. Great. So it was a Muslim woman that gave me that, you know. Great. So I, I do feel like you can get those principles and build upon them.
2: So, but, yeah, and again, I could be off on that. Delana, you can chime in after you are a Christian, and, and that's where the basis in the fact Like, if you were just given that and never given the why, does it sustain? And that's really where, like, all the principles sound decent until it's backed by something, a whole value system that holds it together.
3: So I'm saying these people can get that and then get the why, like Jason is saying, once you say, you know, grow or be led, maybe not everybody, you know, some people are not going to want to hear it, but there are people that can still, you know, grow and learn and hear something different. Because when Shaharazad Ali was talking about, this is how you treat a man, and this is the way it should be. I never really referenced, oh, you know, Let's go back to Genesis because she didn't reference. Let's go back to Genesis, but eventually, mm. twenty years later, I can go back to Genesis, and so I have those principles that I learned from her that you know I think were helpful or are helpful to to people or to women especially.
0: Final final say. Then we got to bounce. Sure, I, and I was going to say
6: I, I believe in the sort of the principle of common grace, right? God can put, can use all different types of people and things um, to to bring out certain, you know, truths. So we talk about the benefits of marriage and family and fathers and all types of guys, men and women of different belief systems can agree with that. But, but I think this is to TJ's point, the question always comes back to what is your reference point? What is your foundation? What is your root? Um, And eventually, you know, you have to get down to something solid in terms of, I believe these things because of this infinite reference point that will not move. And for me, that's my Christian faith. I'm not sure what that is for Charleston White. And the last thing I'll say is this. um, The last seven years, particularly looking at how BLM has ascended on the scene, uh, has made me very wary of platforming people just because they say, a few you know good things that most people can agree with oh don't you believe that black lives matter oh okay sure but why do i need these three people why do i need two i don't know i don't know about over to the third woman who's not as famous but alicia garza and patrice Coles, why do i need two marxist lesbian feminists who hate men other than when they're dead to to tell me or to teach me that black lives matter i gotta go read my bible for that so I, I never needed Black Lives Matter, which is why I never felt victim to their, to their propaganda. But I saw, and I, let me speak about Christians, I saw so many Christian churches and pastors, even in conservative denominations, fall victim to BLM because they said, oh, well, they're saying some good things about police brutality. Who cares if they're Marxist? Who cares if they're lesbian? Who cares if they're trans-affirming and queer-affirming and woman-affirming and want to tear down the nuclear family? this ain't three good things we agree with. Why, why don't you promote them? And I was like, nah, these women is into divination and, and all sorts of um, sp- and, uh, uh, female ancestor worship and all sorts of nonsense. There's not enough good there for me to dismiss the things that are, that are toxic and problematic. Um, and, and I think that has made me wary To glomming on to anybody just because they're saying a few good things that I could say and be backed up 100% by the 66 books in my Bible. All
0: right, good stuff from Delano. Who did Delano just side with? Me me and Shamika or TJ? Did he? Everybody. Everybody? Yeah, Yeah, that's what I thought. (laughs) Consider. Good job, Delano. All right, we'll we'll see what uh, Virgil and Anthony have to say. Next. Jason Whitlock, previously on Fearless. I want, from your perspective, how much has the media changed, or were we always lying and living in a fantasy world even 20, 25 years ago?
5: No, I don't think we were. I think the media has changed dramatically dramatically since the Edward R. Murrow days, since the Walter Cronkite days. Now, Walter Cronkite was a liberal, but I don't think he was anywhere near the same as the liberals you would listen to today on MSNBC. I think Cronkite would be horrified by how far they've taken it. And I do think, I'm going to be honest, uh, the birth of cable news had a big role in it. And including Fox News, where I worked for some years, I think Roger Ailes correctly determined that there was a bias in the news that leaned left and that he wanted to find an antidote.
0: All right, welcome back. Time for some Tennessee Harmony. Virgil Walker, Anthony Walker uh, joining us. Anthony, of course, here in studio with uh, TJ and Shamika. Uh, Anthony, if you could uh, get us rolling with a prayer.
4: Father God, we're thankful for today and thankful for your blessings. Father, help us uh, to embrace your word, to embrace truth. As Jesus said, thy word is truth. We're thankful in Jesus' name. Amen.
0: Amen. Uh, Anthony, I'm going to start with you because you're here in studio. All right. Virgil's already texted me his take, so Mm. I really don't even need Virgil on the show. I could just read his text messages. (laughs) Uh, But unfortunately, we will roll out to Atlanta and let Virgil talk. Anyway, uh, (laughs) Charleston White, Mm. net positive, net negative.
4: Um, I'm not taking Charleston White. I'm not. Um, One of the things that tipped me off was one of his first comments about the word he's like I I don't do any religion he said I'm just spiritual and that is a indicator to me the the spirit of God as is spoken in the word does not work apart from the word as a matter of fact he tells us in John um, the way that we test the spirit is to see the word if he's speaking the same thing that's in the word so if you're trying to get the spirit of God without the word of God then we're already divergent so that was one Um, the other thing is Charleston. Yes, he gives us a lot of, he points out a lot of issues. If you're uh, cognizant, if you're aware, you would see these problems that he's pointing out, but I'm always landing on, okay, how do we get out of this? What's the solution? You tell me that the man is the problem. I got that in Genesis chapter three, Adam, where are you? I got it. But the solutions that I was waiting to hear, like, how do we get them out of this? And in my framework, the only solution is Christ. That's it. So so when, you know, we think about trying to solve it outside of Christ, it will not work. We got to come right back to uh, Christ. And I'll share this and, and let you jump in. However, however you decide, just because someone shares opinions with me. Does not mean that we share values. So Charleston, he may say some things that we may, yeah, you know what? I kind of agree with that. Okay, but you know, you telling me that I still, you know, go to strip clubs, I'm still messing around with women. We don't share values. You may share my opinion, but we're not sharing values. So I you know, I appreciate your opinion, but I'm going to go back to the word.
0: Great answer. Uh, because one of the things I I think, and we'll get Charleston on the show, and and one of the things I'll explain to him and try to engage him in a conversation, you gave uh, a more, a deeper explanation of what I was like, well, hold on, how are you going to separate the word from the spirit? Mm -hmm. You Mm -hmm. just explained it perfectly Mm -hmm. that it Mm -hmm. can't be done. Mm -mm. And I'm wondering when I tell him that, explain that to him, will that perhaps have any impact on him? Has he heard that? Has has anyone had those conversations? And so I guess what I hear from Charleston is like, oh, I can engage with this person, and I think there's some intellect here, and maybe we can move him further along in his journey. He's 46 years old. Okay. Okay. And so, you know, that's old enough to know better, but I would think if I'm 56... I think forty six is that's close to around the last time I was inside of a strip club, huh. and so for me it's like oh I've been just as stupid as him in my mid forties, mm. and once I started figuring things out, I started making different decisions. Anyway, uh, Virgil, uh, Charleston White, net positive, net negative.
5: Yeah, I, I agree. I'm gonna I'm gonna reject. Uh, Charleston White, I, I'll let him do what he does. I immediately, Jason, thought of the story uh, in in the book of Numbers. Uh, it's a book. It's a it's a story about Balaam's donkey. Balaam is a false prophet. He's trying to do harm to the to the children of Israel. He rides this donkey. The donkey is is stopped in the middle of the road, and it will move no further. Uh, as a result, the the prophet gets off the donkey and beats the donkey only to have God himself open the donkey's mouth and the donkey then speaks to the to the prophet and explains to him that the angel of the Lord is keeping the donkey from moving forward. Uh, what happened in that instance was the donkey actually saved the life of the prophet because had the prophet moved forward, he would have been cut down by by the angel of the Lord. Uh, we see in that instance, God use a donkey. Um, I think that Charleston White is Balaam's donkey he, he's he's obviously has some good to, to to uh to share i believe god can use him uh, in this spaces and places where he is in the same way that god used balaam's donkey but what we don't want to do is i i, I don't be, simply because god used a donkey i don't go running around looking for donkeys to speak to me or to say things to me or to save my life in the same way i wouldn't be waiting for or looking for men like uh, charleston white to do likewise, I, I would I would stay away from them. I've got the more sure word of prophecy, which is the word of God, and so I, I have no need for Charleston White. Now, all of the truths that he shared, those weren't those were obvious to me because I, I'm attached to Scripture. Uh, everything that he shared was not was not new uh, to me to, to to any of the conversations we've even had on this show, primarily because. We're anchored and tethered to Scripture. So while he may be useful for some, and, and I, I don't, I don't, uh, I, I wouldn't try to take that away from him. Uh, I, I hope he's used of God in, in certain ways. Uh, at the same time, I, I would not point people in his direction. Uh, I would point people to Christ, to the Word of God, to that truth, uh, and, and encourage them to anchor themselves in that way. Last thing I'll say is, really, as you begin to listen to him he really appealed to what's called moral therapeutic deism, right? His his version of Christianity, if you can call it that, is this idea that, yes, I know God. Yes, I believe he's there. But for the most part, he's not trusting in the finished work of Christ for righteousness or for salvation. What he trusted in, and he kept saying it over and over and over again, is what he does in and for the community. What was salvific to him, what seemed important to him was what am I doing in the community? I 'm giving out turkeys, I'm giving out this, I 'm giving out that. And so he wanted to show his works as righteousness, and his works were sufficient for him to go you know uh, to the strip club, go do this. and so he justified all his immoral behavior by the fact that he hadn't left the community. he 's still in the community doing the right kinds of things. That's moral therapeutic deism. it's the idea that God is there, I 'm moral. That's the therapy that I need in an effort to, to, to feel justified and to call myself righteous. I'm righteous. Those celebrities are, are not righteous because they're not doing what I'm doing. I'm staying with the people, and they're not. That was his whole argument the whole, you know, for the whole three hours.
0: So obviously, his message isn't for you, it's not for me, it's not for Anthony, it's not for TJ. It's not for Shamika. It's not for Delano. I I don't, I didn't hear anything in that Cam Newton interview that I thought was for me. What I thought was and and is like, oh, this, whatever audience he's attracting, if I can engage with him, I may be able to get his audience to hear me. And then once they hear me, then I'm going to say, oh, and then they can hear Anthony, they can hear Virgil, and they can hear people quoting the Bible, and they can hear people expounding on these larger truths and fill in these blanks that, that, he, that he's not filling in. And so I, I don't, I'm asking us not to judge him on how the things he said landed with us, because I don't think we're his target audience. I'm, I'm asking, is there any value to perhaps, is he building a following and an audience that might be more prone to hearing us and a more sophisticated, biblically grounded explanation of the world?
4: So, so I'm not, I don't subscribe to necessarily the avenue or voice, but rather the content. Uh, Jesus says multiple times at the end of his parables, he mentions it even in the book of Revelation, there's a tagline that he uses. He says, he that has an ear, let him hear. And what he's pointing out is if you're seeking truth, uh, hear this truth, you're gonna find this truth. If I want to attach it to, well, I like the way this one says, or I, I like the way this one says, or I, I kind of relate to this one. Now I'm falling into who says versus the content. It doesn't matter whether they hear me or not. I want them to hear God. So so even with Charleston's message, you, you just pointed out, they won't hear it, they won't hear it, I won't hear it, I won't hear it. But maybe someone out there will hear. And my question is, what will they hear when they hear it from Charleston White, they're gonna hear profanity, they're gonna hear, ah, y'all are glorifying these rappers, but I simultaneously am doing kind of the same thing because I'm walking in some of the same spaces, I'm, I'm living out some of the same things, like I'm doing some of the same stuff. It's like, wait, are, are we trying to get them to Christ? And I'll, I'll use this, Jason, this, this will be my question. I ask uh, uh, David in there as well. The best teacher that we have ever known is Christ. Why did he not use this method? If, if there was a better method for him to use, he would have used it.
0: I don't think he's using the proper method. Uh, Austin okay. White. Okay. And, and, and this goes back to what TJ and I were, were arguing to, to some degree is, is I'm not holding him to a biblical standard because he doesn't express that he's a Christian or puts a lot of weight in a biblical standard. Okay. And so I, Virgil, I think, had texted like a comparison to he and Mike Todd. And I'm like, no, nah, Mike Todd is claiming Christ and is, is I'm going to hold him to a biblical standard. Mm-hmm. He's claiming that some of my criticism of Dion is like he's calling himself a Christian when Charleston White said, nah, I'm, I'm not a Christian and I'm spiritual, I'm not a, I'm gonna accept that. And so, and either, maybe I'm wrong, and TJ's saying I'm wrong uh, <laughs> for not holding him to a biblical standard, but it's just like, how can I hold the guy to a standard that he's not even holding himself to? And so.
4: And why would you accept, why, you you would not go to a trainer who doesn't stick to their diet who doesn't I walk, you, but nobody would, because if what you're selling me is vital, if it's good, if it's effective, then why would you not hold to that? The, the essence of the Christian life is the transformed life. That's the essence of it. So if it's, if I really believe this, if I think I'm bringing truth, he says he's a frustrated activist. If I'm really trying to affect change on the community, then I'm gonna be walking this out. He goes to a particular point where he talks about, you know, pushing sex on kids, but you engage in sex workers. So that whole idea in the faith is sexual immorality, not just, I don't want it down here, but God doesn't want it over here as well. That's what I'm saying when I'm like, what am I listening to Charleston for ultimately? Is this, if I'm gonna say that that's truth, then I'm going to go back and challenge. Okay, let's discipline yourself, Charleston, if this is the truth that we're really trying to uphold to. I mean, but like you say, if, if I'm going to say he's an entertainer, then I'm not looking to him for truth at all. I'm going to look to Christ and him crucified.
3: No, I was going to say, I agree with what you're saying. If we're looking for Charleston to lead people to Christ, I don't think that that is what he is even trying to do. And so, as Jason was saying, he we're putting a standard on him that he hasn't even put for himself. And when you say that someone is saying, I don't like sexual immorality in uh, children, but what he does as an adult is is God frowns on that. I get that. But if someone is gonna hear him and not molest a six-year-old little child, I think that's good. And so I do think that um, what some, you can get something from someone positive. You know, if we look at, uh, wasn't it Joshua and those that were uh, protected by the the whore, harlot Mm -hmm. Mm rehab? So Mm -hmm. I do feel like anybody can be used for any situation as long as then God gets the glory. We don't know that if we just say, oh, he has nothing to offer anybody. He may not have anything to offer us, but there are people who are, who are not going to walk in a church, that's not going to pick up a Bible, that's not going to come here and even listen to our show. However, like when we had the Hebrew Israelites, that was one of our top shows. And now we have people that are still coming back because, mm, well, it may have been this man and his antics that brought us in, but I like what they're saying over there on on Whitlock, on Fearless, you know. And so I do think that sometimes as, as Christians, people get a little pretentious and that's beneath me when there are a lot of people that are down there that can hear something good. And that's my whole thing. That's the only thing I'm I'm saying is I'm not looking for him to be leading souls to Christ. I'm list, I'm looking for the people that claim that's what they're doing. You and TJ. Yeah. I'm not
4: <laughs> Let me let me say this real quick, Jason, and then I know they gotta get in. Um, in John chapter six, Jesus begins to describe, he gives a preview of what communion was going to be. He says, one day you'll eat my flesh and drink my blood. And and that's a truth. Right. That was the truth. But the text says that many of his disciples did not receive that hard teaching and they left. Okay, Jesus's response was not to because many of his disciples up and walk out. It's not. Hey, guys, hold on. Wait. Y'all misunderstood. Like, hold hold on. Don't don't leave. He just turns to the 12 and says, are you guys leaving too? Like the truth became the dividing line. And so for me, and, and I, I receive what you're saying. For me, I've never been one about the size of the crowd or the, the magnitudes of those who listen. I, in my heart of hearts, I want everybody to be saved. I want everybody to hear it, but I'm not going to shift because of the masses, I'm just going to, it's just going to sit, right? It's, it's going to sit there. If you, if you like it, you don't, we'll move on. And that's where I was going back to Christ. Christ could have kind of curtailed the message a little bit to get the crowds because he was only going to be here for a couple more years and he's gone. So it's, well, let me get the most of y'all here. Y'all misunderstood. He's like, if that's it, if, if you're going to leave because of the truth, but if you're listening for truth, he that has an ear, let him hear. I, I, I know sometimes church and the traditional format and the way that we've always done is not attractive to young folk. It's and, it, and there's no there's no competition to what social media and the enemy playing on, on, on flesh. I, I'm not going to outdo none of that stuff. But what I do have to offer is much more valuable and effective in saving souls. And that's the truth. So yeah, you might miss it down here, you might not get it here, but all of us, given life, we're gonna live and die. And so I may meet you in the hospital when grandmama gets sick, I may meet you
2: at the funeral. Everybody's gotta pass through uh, that gate. I, I just wanna add too that like, You mentioned this is not Charleston's stated goal. I care nothing about his stated goal. I don't care what his intentions are. I I care about, the like, we ask for my opinion, so that's what I'm giving. So what I want to see done is for people to get saved. And so based on that, I'm telling you what I think, is this a net positive or uh, net negative, based on what I want to see done and what I think God wants to see done. And so I actually don't care anything about what Charleston is trying to get done. And I'm not sure you can watch the three-hour interview and pick out what he's trying to get done. Because he's all over the map. And so he has a couple nice things to say. But have you ever heard of the phrase, half, measured, half measures availed us nothing? It comes from the uh, Alcoholics Anonymous. The idea behind that is that a half measure is not forceful enough to affect change and therefore has no use. And he's a half measure. He's saving no one. I think he's he may help a family change their family and put two people together and have a nuclear family and they're still gonna end up in hell in 40 years. And I that to me is useless.
3: And see, for me, I'm all for, mm-hmm. you know, I'm all for him making a change in the community and changing a mind that would make maybe the street I grew up on cleaner, safer, you know just to be honest i don't care what happens when he's gone how is he affecting my life now that i'm living so you are in eternity and i think that's a great and noble place to be i'm not there and so if you can bring some type of peace to the lives that i see that are living now i'm like yay And I'm going to accept anybody who's doing that, whether they're Christian, Buddhist, Hindu, you know, if you're helping the community and helping people live fruitful lives here on earth, I honestly don't care if you go to heaven or burn in hell. Virgil,
0: jump back in. Yeah, I know you're I, chomping I, a bit. I've been,
5: I've been <laughs> taking taking notes along the way as different things have been said. First of all, I've got to say, man, I'm honored to be on the panel with with Sister Shamika. I haven't. This is my first time being on the panel with her, so that's a that's a joy for me. So I, I'm I'm grateful. Uh, I will I will I do want to I do want to challenge. Oh, you.
0: I, I? I mean, can I? I just want to jump <laughs> in here. I mean, Virgil and his butt kissing, <laughs> and it's everybody, Shamika. I don't want you to feel it's everybody but me. He does it intentionally. Everybody gets flowers from Virgil or gets trumpeted, celebrated by Virgil, except for me. Go ahead, Virgil, continue.
5: Jason, I have to challenge something that you said. And it's the idea that there's one standard for you and I and a different standard for guys like Charleston White. There is no different standard. The Bible actually has a, a standard for Charleston White And for you and I, Charleston White, he needs to hear the gospel. He needs to be evangelized. That's the truth he needs to hear. All of us are walking in that truth and we need to hear the gospel so that we maintain that standard, so that we continue to live that life. It is not different weights and measures for different people. That's the first thing. The second thing that we've got to recognize is Charleston White changes no one. Virgil Walker changes no one. Jason Whitlock changes no one. It is God who transforms hearts and minds. If we keep that in mind, what we want to do is have the purest form of truth possible. Now, what that doesn't mean is that we can't listen or that someone can't hear a Charleston White and be transformed, but it is not Charleston White who did a thing. He absolutely did nothing. He even said that in the interview. It ain't about him, right? At the end of the day, it is God who used him in whatever form to transform the human heart. God is the one who's sovereign. We've got to think about it in that light so that we maintain God's standard throughout. That's what I I believe we can often miss. And what that causes in many of us is to latch ourselves onto what we've been speaking against. We latch ourselves onto celebrities, names people, their platforms, because they're saying something. No, they've not said anything. All truth is God's truth. And we need to maintain our anchor in that truth. All right,
0: this is a question that we're gonna end on. And I'm not asking this question because I think it proves some great point. So don't take the question all that seriously. I, I, I don't, I'm not trying to prove any point with this question. It's just something I, I, I just want us to ask ourselves, and maybe it'll inspire some people in the comments. They can debate amongst themselves. But, but again, I don't think I'm proving any great point here. And this is just a somewhat silly question that we sit around a Thanksgiving table or a weekend table playing cards and ask. And Shamika, I'm gonna go to you first, and then we'll circle the room. Shamika, TJ, Virgil, Anthony, and then I'll answer. And uh, be quick. Don't hurry. I don't want you to filibuster here. These guys are trying to bilk me for some cash here. Uh, Anyway, if you had to choose to be stranded on an island with either Cam Newton or Charleston White, It's a terrible question to ask you. You Should make it it really is. (laughs) Cam Cam Newton or Charleston White? Who would you would you choose?
3: So you know, I'm thinking about the three card Monty. (laughs) (laughs) It's the old triple cross, double cross. Okay, that's what it is. That really is a tough question. But if I want to be able to enjoy intellectual debate i'm gonna go with charleston white
2: tj i think uh, cam newton's entire platform and uh, what he's created his identity and everything is based on people around him so we're saying now that i don't i don't think we have a clue everything that cam newton tells us i think is fake I don't think he believes a word of it. And if all those people disappear because we're on an island by ourselves, he would become authentic and he has a Christian upbringing. So give me that dude. Virgil, quickly. I got, I
5: got, Cam. I got Cam. Cam, I don't
2: know. That was pretty quick. Nope. Anthony's a
0: sports fan. I know you're going with Cam.
4: <laughs> no, 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 no. As much as I could care less about his, his perspective on spirituality, Charleston from the standpoint I'm solid in my faith and I probably got two or three Charlestons in my family. We laugh and
0: There you joke. go. Now <laughs> we are on common ground. I got some Charleston <laughs> whites in my family and we be playing bid
2: this. Hold on a minute. He's 125 pounds. You got to survive on this island now. You're not going to make it very long.
5: <laughs> he going to eat that as much as me. You know, that was my hope.
2: <laughs> I need somebody to be able to work, you know. Yeah, we gotta build a boat and get off of this thing. Uh,
0: So that's three Charleston Whites and two Cam Newtons. Uh, Charleston White, (laughs) I did prove my point. Anyway, uh, thank you guys. Cue up some harmony, we'll see you tomorrow.
3: Up so divided, stop fighting and stand tall. We used to be a nation, one united. Now we're headed for a downfall. God, let your light shine down. What we need more than anything. My brother, see through the lies you tell us Cause together we're so much stronger God, let your light shine